Greetings, most excellent Theophilus, Christ and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm on the road. I'm walking. Because my glasses broke. Um, I dropped them. And it's weird. It's how they broke. Is um, the um, lens part, um, the hinge for one part of it, got bent up. And if you don't have glasses... Um, the way they normally work is they hinge, the frame hinges around the lens, um, to kind of hold it, so, um, you can actually, you know, have it like that, you can pop out different, in theory, that means as long as, um, <clears throat> you just have the right lens cut, you should actually be able to use the same frame, um, really hot out here. Um, yeah. um, what's the other news? Um, tune in tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on my TikTok um, to watch me, uh, Cal St. Andrews, who's been on here before. Um, assassin, Christian Assassin number, um, has numbers, um, and null underscore and underscore paranoid, um, to play, um, my D&D campaign that I'm finally starting after, after lots of planning, um, tales, nope, <laughs> tomes of time. Tomes of Time is a bit of a pseudo-historical, fictional, mostly fantasy, it's fantasy, um, set in the world of Aleph. <sighs> um, the god of the world, well, you know, kind of modeled after gone, um, Paylor, um, the overarching name, Ara, um, um, just kind of seen as god of light, um, creator. Um, yeah, there's uh, been three major ages in the world. Um, the age where angelic beings ruled, um, which ended with what was called the trial of the false gods. Um, in the power vacuum of that. Um, came the Age of Dragons, and then at the end of that is the New Age, the Age of Intellect, um, where species like man and uh, elf and such rule once more. So the campaign starts 332 years into this age. Um, and 32 years into the war between the Holy Paylorian Order, or Church, and the Drawly, the Drawl Dynasty. The Drawl are, is a dynasty land of Dragonborn and other Draconic species. 
we'll be following three adventurers, um, played by the aforementioned cast. Uh, more details to come as the game continues. Um, tomorrow, cough when I actually already uploaded it, um, meaning out now, is the promo, the, the launch, the shirt, the merch shirt we're launching with, called, well, I'm not going to give that away, but there's a merch shirt. Um, and there are other ways to support me. Um, I very much need support because I'm sick of my job. It is way too physically taxing on my body. Uh-uh. But yeah, okay, I'm at the clinic, so I'm gonna go inside. Well, Theophilus, the good news is, um, the frame I wear is still in production. The bad news is, um, that's important because the person broke. <laughs> um, the part that goes over the ear, fortunately, in such a way that I can repair it with a dab of glue. Um, but, uh, uh, the wonders of being an adult who uses glasses. I don't, it's not bad enough that I truly need them yet, although I have gotten myself dependent on them, so it hurts my brain to go long periods of time with too much eye strain uh, without them. Um, like new things. I don't like change, I mean, um, normally. Um, I like my little monotonies, like always having the same lens of glasses, because I really like the gold frames and the, the square shape. Um, I don't like uh, losing people and needing to find new friends, because friend groups are different, and, um, having to meet new people and go all through the steps again of people learning about you and you learning about them, and levels of comfort, levels of aid, and finding that person you can depend upon, bear your soul to, uh, but I've had to do it a lot. You know, I'm still friends with my best friend from childhood, but um, we haven't really been the best of friends lately, the closest of friends, and it's partly because he lives in a different state, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, I'm here in Oregon. Uh, he's the closest male friend I have. I depend on him, I rely on him, even though we don't talk much. I know if he was close by, if there was anything I needed, uh, I could talk to him about it. Uh, he's been the guy who did my short films. <laughs> yeah, he was the pilot, he was Corporal Wilson. Um, he's, uh, been in other productions of mine. Um, he's a good friend, he's, I hope to. 
hope to have him be the best man at my wedding. But, um, yeah. Um, it's really fitting, uh, talking about friends when I just passed by, uh, station where one of my newer, well, a long time acquaintance and a newer friend is actually working, washing a car, um, uh, part of my in-person D&D campaign that I play in, um, But uh, my friendship, friend groups through school, morphed, shifted, uh, dynamics. Um, really, I found outside of my very best friend, my closest friends are women. Um, I get close with, I talk to. Um, which, you know, <laughs> can be good and bad. <laughs> But uh, it can certainly be a challenge depending on what different people struggle with. But um, the blanket idea that people with the opposite gender can't be platonic friends is stupid. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very used to losing friends and friend groups. Um, and having them shift. I mean, look at the saints. I bet you Abraham had friends in Ur uh, that he left. Um, obviously, Esau wasn't the only person Jacob knew growing up before he ran away. Or uh, going back in time. Um, <laughs> I don't think Adam and I don't think Cain and Abel were Adam's only children. Um, talk about losing a friend group. Imagine being the black sheep of the family when uh, your family's all that really is on the earth. Um, and then um, Moses, you know, growing up in Egypt. Uh, or uh, King David, was never really liked by a lot of people. Um, father of his best friend was against him. Um, it's nothing new in the experience of man, especially of the Christian. Um, Jesus says that the gospel divides, that he came not to bring peace but a sword, um, which that's what the gospel does. It turns father against son, mother against daughter, brother against brother, um, because don't like being convicted of what's wrong with them, um, and people don't understand uh, when someone converts to change most of the time, normally, normatively, I say this normatively, obviously not universally, um, and there's strife that comes from that, persecution, especially in more ancient times. Um, or in modern times in other countries that are beyond hostile, that are violent against Christianity. Um, there's danger. <laughs> there's danger in believing the gospel. Uh, that's why Jesus says to be his disciple, we are to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him, take up that death march. Um, 
a foolish man once questioned, well, why would he bring up the cross if the crucifixion hadn't happened yet? Well, because crucifixion was a form of Roman punishment. So everybody knew what Jesus said. Take up that tool that will be your execution. Um, oh, someone put a, den a, a bench down in this park. Um, classic park. If you go to my YouTube, you can see me using it twice. Um, in my short films. It's a beautiful place. Um, lush green. Um, it's leveled down from the, um, the road. Oh, so it creates kind of a valley. Um, Man, they riddled this place with park benches. It's gonna make it hard to film here going forward. Gotta hide them. But, um... I think recently there's been a friendship group. Uh, a friendship group. A friendship group shift. Friend group shift. On TikTok. As people have taken very definite stands on things that are suck it up, they're secondary issues. They're making the primary issues, which I'd argue is adding to the gospel. Um, for very foolish reasons. Um, but that's the natural course of man. Fight over what's really so frivolous. Cain shouldn't have cared that God accepted Abel's offering over his. He should have thought about why and done better. Um, um, I wish things were different. But it's not my fault. I see scripture saying one thing, people see it saying another. And um, they have to be right in their eyes. So it's just going to happen and they'll say things. <laughs> and I'll accept correction. And, you know, I'm used to that, honestly. I'm used to people not accepting correction. <laughs> Um, still curious where this thing comes about, about the Vulgate being such a terrible translation, but, um, it's hard studying history about certain things and hearing things said about it that are simply wrong. Um, such as the TR being a translation of anything, um, or coming from thousands of manuscripts. It, it's not really the case. The TR is, um, it's scholarly, but it's, um, not as scholarly as it could be. Uh,
But I guess nobody really likes to hear about that because they never learn. Um, so I talk about it. I'd be so scholarly when nobody's actually going to listen to me. Uh, why do this podcast? I don't really think anyone really listens. Doesn't feel like it. I don't really get interaction much with anything I try to do. And I'm fairly out of ideas, Theophilus. I, uh... Last two Fridays I really wasn't... Didn't have next to any motivation going into this. Uh, I'd been kind of relying on there being some dumb thing happening on TikTok that I could talk about, I could gripe about, but um, I guess I've been detaching myself too much from TikTok drama, so I don't really know. It's part of why I put out questions, so y'all can tell me what you want me to talk about. Um, but I don't get many answers to my questions. Or any, I don't get many questions to answer, I mean. I don't know. Maybe I should finally take a break. Until I have something to talk about again. I don't like the heat. Theophilus, it takes a kind of person. Not everyone is meant to be an evangelist. It takes the right kind of person to be able to deal with certain people. Um... Assess yourself. How, how is it going? Is your interaction adding to the conversation or detracting from the conversation? So it's detracting. One of two things. Either you need to change your strategy or you're trying to do the wrong thing. Uh, it's important to defend the faith. important more to tell the soul than he's saving the right thing at the right time. Because that's something to pray for guidance for. The biggest thing in my life has always been knowing that people need to be understood. Understanding needs to be had between people because you're not going to get a lot of anywhere with anyone if you refuse to try to get what they're saying um, I've had plenty of experience with people who I could tell them um, I could explain what's wrong with their thinking I could explain simple things could be said to them and they would refuse to listen. 
they just refuse to change course of what they're saying. And that's discouraging. But that doesn't give us the right to be the same way back. That doesn't... And that doesn't justify us stopping trying. Um, Paul says he endures all things for the sake of the elect. Um, and that's what kept me going for about three months, talking with Muslims. My golden age of apologetics, that's what kept me going. I do all things for the sake of those whom God will mercy. Some people out here who want to backbite the sharing of the gospel just because we use the term elect. Well, I'm sorry. God uses the term. You have to deal with it. And I'm sorry. If you are choosing yourself, that's not really election. That's if God's choosing you based on something in you. That's also that's not what the Bible says. It's not him who wills. It's not him who runs. It's God having mercy. If we're making us the reason God chooses us, how are we different from Rome? It says we must work for God to want us, for God to accept us. Purify yourself. No. God purifies you. That's why the New Covenant promises in the Old Testament call Jesus Yahweh our righteousness. And that's why he says over and over and over again in the Torah, I am Yahweh who redeems you. It's not you being good enough for God. It's God having mercy on your sorry butt. people who want to bash on that just because it leads logically to an ideology they don't agree with I guess that's their problem I can warn them I can show them where scripture is clear I can lead the horse to water but only God can make them drink and if that's what they're going to deem heresy? What can I do? If I'm wrong, if I'm not a believer, even though I've believed in Christ my whole life, just because I didn't have that moment where I started, I don't know what to say. Let's look at the fruits. I strive for peace. I strive to share the gospel to give the right theology, to help everyone I come across, to make them think, at least, to make them think. I don't block people unless they are going to false report. strive, I strive, I strive, I strive, if the Lord's willing. I don't see that in my enemies. I don't see that in the people who have set themselves up in opposition to me, to what I teach. 
I'll be your heretic. I come from a long line of being hated. I'm no stranger to it. So I'm not afraid of them. Because they're not the first people I've upset. And they won't be the last. But I'm not going to bend the knee. Because I upset someone. Me and my house. I shall serve the Lord. And if that happens to step on toes. Oh well. I don't really care. I don't care about people's feelings. Because their feelings will change. What I care about is people's souls. Because they are immortal. They will not ever go away. Nearly ever spend eternity. flame glows up forever and the worm does not die and there is wailing and gnashing of teeth there is no worse of fate because the only worse of fate could be to cease to be but you can't be conscious of no longer existing there's not much threat in the end of your own existence. That's why people shouldn't want me to be an atheist. Because I'd be a nihilist. And I wouldn't see any value in my own life. And I'd seek... I don't know what I'd seek, but... I've experienced all sorts of people witnessing online ones that I'd never meet otherwise and I've impacted people and I've been accused of doing things wrong when actually people have come to me afterwards and complimented my strategy because I'm not afraid to tell people the truth I'm not afraid to tell people they're wrong when they're acting like, oh, that this relative of mine was such a good person, and you're saying they're in hell. No, I'm saying you're thinking about it all wrong. You need to get through your head. But it's not anything you can do. It's not anything someone else did for you. It's human. It's purely human. It's nothing more than sinful human. Heaven's meritocracy. Be honest with yourself, you can never be good enough. The Bible says as much. The Bible says the only way we're getting into heaven is through the shed blood of Christ. And that's not something we chose to do. That's something Christ chose to allow to happen to himself. To take our sin upon his shoulders. So that his righteousness could fall upon us. Yeah, I am a Calvinist. I think he only took upon himself the sins of the elect. 
showing the gospel where that's denied. Isaiah 53, he bore the sins of many, not all, many, and made intercession for the transgressor. He intercedes for us with the Father. Does he intercede with, with the Father for the person who will never be saved? It's not even a gospel issue. I just like consistency. That's why I'm a Calvinist, because I find it to be the most consistent interpretation of Scripture. I believe regeneration precedes faith. Because faith is pleasing to God. dead in sin or you are alive in Christ and I'm so happy to be alive in Christ someday to lead to be the one to lead another soul to Christ let's put it theologically the one the tool that God uses to lead someone to Christ because it's him it's his hand in everything there's a reason in Tales of the Aesir podcast on not podcast, the D&D stream on uh, Captain Calvinist's YouTube channel that I play on. There's a reason a share has the saying, everything is as Mathlodorian wills, everything is as God wills. Because everything is as God wills. I wasn't a Calvinist when I started saying that, but I am now. and I went in with one problem with my glasses and I came up with another. It has a bit of a sense of humor. There's a reason. I don't know quite why yet. We don't always know why he's doing what he's doing in the moment. If you look back on your life, all the bad things that happened, I'm sure you can start to see their benefit. Because I can. hopeless when things are going bad when you're unsure when you feel lost you think you're lost because of your perspective from God's perspective you're going exactly the way he wants you to be going and if you're his that he loves you and has a plan for you he won't leave you he won't forsake you not you who first chose him, it's he who first loved you, he foreknew you, he predestined you, he's called you, he's justifying you, he will glorify you. Alright, there's a question from TikTok, can we trust Mark 7, 19? Well, let me breathe and then look at it. Sorry, I walk at a fast pace. I got I got uh, trained by school to walk fast wherever I go. So I'm used to it, even though I'm always tired afterwards. 
I don't need to walk so fast. So, yeah, Mark 7, 19, I'll read the, uh, the passage. Um, it's actually very good given the uh, Torah observant arguments that still happen. Um, chapter 7. The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathering or gathered around him when they had come to Jer from Jerusalem. They had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with unpure hands, that is, unwashed, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. This was another name for the oral Torah. Um, or what we see chronicled in the Jewish Talmud. Um, and when they came from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they cleansed themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of cups and pitchers and copper pots. When the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with unpure hands? And he said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So, Seamus, Brad, the oral Torah, Jesus condemned. If you were genuinely reading the New Testament to learn, you would understand this. Because of what you claim to know about Judaism. If you claim to actually read the New Testament, you should see right here. Well, you know, the washing of the cups, um, the washing of the hands... Um, the Korban rule. Those are all part of the oral Torah, not part of the actual Torah. The written Torah. And Jesus condemned it. What does he continue in 8? Neglecting commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men. The oral Torah is not the command of God, it is the tradition of men. The unwritten traditions, the unwritten beliefs of the Catholic Church are the same way. They're not the commands of God. They're not the actual teaching. The, the teaching, the apostolic tradition is actually the tradition of man. They were also saying to him, you are experts at setting aside the commandment of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and mother. And he who speaks evil of his father and mother is to be put to death. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would have helped you is korban, that is to say, given to God, you are no longer, you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother. Thus invalidating the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down. And you do many things such as that. After he called the crowd to him again, he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand, there is nothing outside of the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But things which proceed out of man are what defile him. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. 
When he, left the, when he had left the crowd and entered the house, the disciples questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from the outside cannot defile him? Whatever. Whatever. Not just, you know, the clean food that the law says is clean. Uh, whatever goes into a man does not, is not what defiles him. Because it does not go into his heart. But into his stomach. Uh, the literal Greek, um, into the belly and into the sewer goes out. Katharizon pantaton bromata. Ta bromata. Sorry. We strive to actually know how to say Greek here. So, what does katharizon mean? To cleanse, make clean, literally, ceremonially or spiritually. I think adding to context, karth katharos comes from the word for to cleanse. So cleansing all the food. Cleansing all the food. Not purging, some might say, as the argument comes to be. Well, this just means that, you know, it goes out of you, which, you know, purges all the food. You know, that's not Jesus's point. That's not Jesus's point at all. Um... What does he say next? And he was saying, that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles him. For that, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. So can we trust that passage? Well, of course we can. The question then becomes about what the passage means. I think the contrast is clear. It's not what you consume. It's not about being kosher. It's certainly not about being kosher by the law that is purely from man and not God. It's about the purity of the heart. That's what, that's what the clean foods were for, was to symbolize purity. But the New Covenant, which is in act, in effect, is not to symbolize, it's to be. The purity is in Christ. The purity is in our souls being washed clean from the blight of sin in the eyes of the Father. And that working out of that experience in your life of sanctification. We have been saved. We are being saved. We will be saved. Sanctification is a process. Holiness is a process. But we are called to be holy. And yet we are holy. That was our one question for this week. Thank you for asking the loon on TikTok. Alright. Time for Beatitudes. We turn to Matthew 5. Verses 3 through 12. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst. Sorry, blessed are the meek, for they shall see. For they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you on account of Christ. Rejoice and be glad. For great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Now tell me how the NIV detracted from that translation as you go in the peace and love of our Lord and our righteous Savior.